0: Welcome to my podcast, To The Root. I am your host and waxer enthusiast, Reem being the queen. I will share my world of waxing as a licensed cosmetologist, beauty tips, and beyond. I am super excited to share with you all, and thank you so much for listening. you so much for joining this bonus episode. Did you know that 60% of your products ingredients end up in your bloodstream? I know that's crazy, but I am so happy I got the opportunity to talk with Cassandra McClure, celebrity makeup artist and CEO of the Clean Beauty Kit. Today, July 4th, she is launching her Clean Beauty Kit, It's a subscription box with various products that are plant-based, organic, and they're healthy for the environment as well as your skin and your body. Guys, enjoy this interview. It's very informative because you will get to know what clean beauty is all about. Hi, everybody. I have Cassandra McClure join us today I'm super excited to talk about clean beauty anyone that has changed their diet and they can't use the same products anymore due to detoxifying or you're looking to detoxify and you just want clean products organic plant-based products Cassandra is the person to go through. Um, Definitely check out her podcast, Clean Beauty Podcast, and let's go ahead and um, say hello, everybody. (laughs) How are you doing today, Cassandra? I'm good. I am so excited to have you. Thank you so much for joining today. Um, I know that you have a testimony to how uh, Clean Beauty got started, so could you share that with us?
1: Yeah, so I'm actually from Seattle, and I grew up with a camera in my hand, super artsy, loved art class, and just ended up getting into taking pictures. And what does that do when you're a young girl, you get your friends, I would always take pictures with my cousin and we would take pictures and notice that we might need a little touch up here or there. We would do our hair, we would get new clothes, we would go shopping and we would go to the thrift short store and get all kinds of fun things to shoot. And before I knew it, I was doing style photo shoots at 10 years old and That just turned into a love for makeup and modeling, so I followed that passion and I graduated high school early, moved to LA 18, started working on the sets of music videos as like an extra, just trying to get my foot in the door anywhere that I could, and I was modeling for quite a while, and then I decided to take my career to the next level and go to beauty school so I went in Hollywood and that really opened my eyes up to a whole new world and my teacher was the makeup artist to Audrey Hepburn and Tupac and it was pretty cool to you know hear that and hear those names and uh, she also was working with Snoop Dogg and then like Fast forward like ten years, I'm working with Snoop Dogg, so it's really cool wow. to kind of um, be in the in the industry. And when you're in LA, everyone's trying to make it, and so I definitely was too. The hustle was on. I was all about trying to make it, and. For me, I wasn't even exactly sure what that was. I was like modeling one day, acting the next, and then doing makeup the next day, and literally going on sets and just handing out my card with like three different things on it. And I eventually moved to Malibu, and then I worked all over. I started doing all different types of photo shoots, working with models, uh, and of course meeting celebrities and just like learning about the industry and. That uh, went on for several years. I ended up touring on the PGA and touring internationally. I was the first stylist to ever go on tour with the PGA, with the, which is the Professional Golf Association. And doing that, I was able to style the wags, the wives and girlfriends of the professional golfers and tour the world. So went to about 30 countries in a year. I lived out of a suitcase. Every week we were in a new country. I woke up in Hong Kong one day, didn't even know where I was and it just happened really fast and from there I found Dubai. We did a tour in the Middle East and I fell in love with the place and Dubai was really just the Mecca, like it was so beautiful and it was inexpensive at the time to live. So I moved there in my twenties and uh... I heard that the modeling industry was really booming there for Americans. So I signed with two agencies and um, was on the cover of magazines and was working with Bulgari and like all this stuff. And it was really fun. And then I was like, after a year, I got bored and I moved back to Seattle. I totally have like ADG, Like, I just don't want to do things. Like if something gets boring, I'm just out. And so I moved back to Seattle. I opened this like little cute studio that I used to do styled shoots again I got back into styling models because when I went back to Seattle I noticed the there's a lot of guys with cameras and they like shooting pretty girls and sometimes it was creepy so Mm -hmm. I said how can I like make this a business so I um started shooting and doing really cool photo shoots with models and of course shooting myself I was like in Ville magazine like uh in a model competition. I was still doing that. I was still trying to find myself. And I started working with brides too. So, um, and then those following years. I had like a hundred brides, um, which that became like bread and butter, like thought I was going to do that forever. And then one day I was at work and I was having all these allergies and I like was driving home and my fiance. And I went out later and he's like, you missed the exit again. And I was like, well, the sign is like so blurry. And he's like, no, it's not. That's your eyesight. Like, mm-hmm. And i never thought about it before. Um, so I went to the doctor and they diagnosed me with psoriasis, vision loss, and severe allergies all in the same week. I got testing on my back. I got prescribed glasses. I got prescribed all kinds of medication. He prescribed. He advised that I get a HEPA filter, that I get rid of my dog, that I change my whole life because of how bad my allergies were. Um, and that really was like dust, pollen, everything I said I was allergic to. So I said, this is not right. And I went in to get shots at Stanford. I live down front, the street from the Stanford Medical Center. And I went in one day after like two months Again, in and I said, How long is this going to take? Like, when am I going to see results? I'm still itching, my eyes are watering, I can't breathe at night, like I can't smell anything. Like, what's going on? And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, this could take years before we like figure out if this is even going to help. And I was like, Oh hell no, this just cost me a couple grand, and I'm coming in every week getting shots, and you're telling me I can't even leave the hospital because I might have an allergic reaction and like Crash my car, like it was scary, and so I was going to. At the time, I was working as like a rising tide leader, and I was doing more styled photo shoots, and I was helping a photographer. And I went to go meet her at a wine bar one night to talk to her about her business, and I do a lot of consulting, and so she was moving out of the country, and I was helping her. And um, I look over and I see it says Beauty Counter, and. I was like, oh my god, there's makeup over there. Like, I have to go check it out. And I was like, what's, why is this? And, you know, in California, there's lots of pop ups. So I was like, maybe it's like that, but I hope it's not like Mary Kay. Like, I've tried all of that stuff and I don't want to be, like, sold to. So I went over and it said Clean Beauty. And the girl came over, she gave me a glass of wine and she's like, hey, this company is a certified B Corp. We're, you know, EWG verified. We, like, check out the products and like walked away and I was like, what is clean beauty? So I started looking, swatching everything, it's like taking the, the, the pigments that were on the eyeshadows and kind of swiping them along my hand and that's what swatching is. And that helps you to see like the true color of the pigment, how it's going to look on your skin. And so I was doing that, I was playing with the lipsticks, I was playing with the foundation and I was like, wow, this stuff is really cool. So this woman came back over, started talking to me, and I was like, so what's clean beauty? Like, what is that? Is that a makeup line? And she goes, no, this is beauty counter, but clean beauty is um, products that are safe for you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things in cosmetics that can cause allergies. And I had breast cancer and Mm -hmm. my doctor said, you shouldn't be using these products anymore and i was like in the united states like <laughs> she's like yeah like it's highly unregulated like mm-hmm. anything can really go in cosmetics and i said wow that's weird i'm a makeup artist i've never heard of this before mm-hmm. i've been doing this 10 years and she said yeah you should check it out like so i went home i spent all night googling my fiance was like what are you doing and i told him what i what i had heard and we started researching and find out that it's all true mm-hmm. and that There's fragrance in cosmetics, so when she said that word, I said, I buy everything based on fragrance, like, my whole entire life. I've been using my Victoria's Secret for, you know, like, the body wash, the scrub, the uh, spray, and the perfume, and all of that, (laughs) like, for my whole, since I was 10 years old until I got my first paycheck, like, Mm. what? And so I went home, looked at everything, lined it all up on my counter, and I just couldn't believe it. I was like, all of this has fragrance in it. Like, is this really making a difference? So I went on Facebook and I said, hey guys, I'm, you know, that's where I was hanging out at the time a couple years ago. And I was like, you guys, like, I just heard about this. This is nuts. Like, how is this not regulated? Apparently there can be 3000 chemicals in the word fragrance. That just seems nuts to me. Like." Let's do a little detox here and see if these are really affecting my allergies at all. Within 48 hours, I had clearer skin, Mm. I could breathe better, I could sleep better, and I could see better. Within 72 hours, my skin was clearer, there was less inflammation on my face, and it was like night and day. when I saw my best friend that week, she was like, are you on a diet? Like, what are you doing, looks so good. And I was barely wearing any makeup and I was just detoxing. I smelled, I had no uh, deodorant, I didn't have shampoo. I went without because I was trying to figure out if that was a real thing. And of course, when I went home, I didn't think about the air fresheners in my wall, the soap I was using for my dishes, The floor cleaner I was using, everything had fragrance in it Mm. and synthetic fragrance. So made overseas in China with whatever chemicals they wanted. And I was severely breaking out to those and reacting to the point where I was sent sent to the hospital. Mm. So that changed everything. I was on the verge of launching a podcast at the time called Coffee with Cass. And my fiance looked at me that night and said... I think you should change the name to clean beauty after I had Googled it and there was nothing to be found because I was looking for information on it. I was like, what do I do? I don't, I don't want to read 10 books. I just want to hear what other people are saying about this. And there were some articles, but there really wasn't anything like I was going through and it wasn't, um, there was nothing on a podcast. And I had been wanting to start a podcast for a couple of years. Like I was listening to Tony Robbins. I was listening to all different kinds of like motivational inspirational people and also some people in the beauty industry and i just never heard the term i was like how is nobody talking about this this should be illegal and wow. um it affects and i found out it affects everything hormones it can affect your preg like getting pregnant oh yeah it can affect you know men and just children and that's why they say like don't do this while you're pregnant don't do this while you're nursing like there's so many things like with warning labels like you go into a liquor store and every single bottle bottle says you need to be 21 you need to know that this could cause severe whatever liver damage or whatever but none of those labels are on cosmetics and so Mm. my mission since i started almost three years ago is until all beauty is clean And what that means is that I will not stop doing what I'm doing with my podcast, my conference, my clean beauty book subscription box. All of the things that I've done are to raise awareness about the cosmetic industry and the harmful effects that it can have on the human body and the biome, and just to a cellular level. And a lot of people just don't know that even if they don't wear makeup or skincare they're still putting something on their body that could be body wash washing their hands with soap especially right now yes and like wonder why our hands get dry we wonder why our hands get itchy or red and it's because of the chemicals or you could have an allergic reaction as well but it's usually because of the toxic chemicals and what that makes you do is wash your hands even more because it kind of soothes it for a second. Or you use their lotion and the lotion doesn't help, right? And it might help for a moment, but there's like glycerin or you know, different products that'll like, kind of soothe your hands for a few minutes, but it's really just to get you to use more of it. And so like learning about all of that was a whole new experience. And of course, coming from the regular industry, I started working as a celebrity destination artist. I've done weddings all over the world. And I halted everything I was doing because I started telling my brides, I'm not going to be able to be in the room while you have these other artists spraying hairspray um, because I would go to the weddings or I'd go to the photo shoots and I would get watery, itchy eyes. My wow. skin would break out again. And I said, this is not worth my health. It's not worth my life. I want to work only with people that have severe allergies or autoimmune or cancers. And that's how I got into working with cancer patients and working with people that have, you know, are cancer warriors because it's a big deal and you know it is known to cause cancer and everyone knows or should know about what happened with Johnson and Johnson it's mm. a
0: yeah
1: and there was is talc in the baby powder and there were so many lawsuits millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits from all these women that grew up using baby powder on their genitals and got ovarian different kinds of cancers and a lot of them died Wow! and it's because the talc was contaminated with asbestos mm. and they knew and didn't do anything and said eh, it's not regulated who cares and literally didn't care that people were dying and going to the hospital, and having really um, just horrible lives because of it. And talc is in a lot of products, and it's not just them. I mean, we put talc in our eyeshadow, creams, all kinds of things, in hair products. I mean, anything you pick up could have talc in it, and. Because it's unregulated, it's mined from the earth, it's a mineral, so this is just one ingredient, and Mm -hmm. there's thousands of them um, that can be really harmful for your health. Uh, Hormone disruption, endocrine endocrine disruption, um, thyroid, like it can affect everything, even your mood. And Mm. so, um, you know, you might put on your eyes and you might not get like eye cancer, but you could, and you, you know, and when you're using high levels or you're using a lot of it in a lot of different products, that's when the buildup happens. And, like, oh, yeah. at low levels, like, anything, it was, like, not that bad. Like, you could get a little gasoline in your mouth and, like, you know, you could, like, oh, I got gasoline on my hand because it, I did I was, you know, pumping gas and it got on my hand. It's not going to burn your hand off, but, like, if you went and, like, sat in, sat in gasoline, like you would have severe, you know, reactions. And so right. the point is, is if you just limit or, or remove the exposure in the beginning and there's just, you're not being contaminated and you're not even taking the risk, then you are not going to be at risk. Right. And so you know, most of the cosmetic companies in the industry, it just says, oh, it's at low levels. And it's like, yeah, but women use 18 to 30 products a day. I personally use 15 on my face today. I use a blush, a mascara, eyeshadow, an eye pencil, a lip gloss, a lipstick, a lip liner, like just off the top of my head. Right. And I use three or four products on my hair and I use a body lotion, a, you know, an SPF and like, there's, there's a difference between mineral and chemical. Chemical, right. hello, is not good, right? And right. it's like in the name sometimes. But then there's greenwashing going on. So there's products that I started to buy as like a clean beauty lover, you know, discoverer. And finding out that uh, they were greenwashing.
0: And so Yeah, there's a lot of labels that get slapped on a product to make you believe that it's healthy, like organic, it's highly a saturated word. And it's just saying that it's not any pesticides or anything in it, or you know, it's treated differently, but doesn't mean that it doesn't have any, like per se chemicals in it. So yeah, the wording, that's why you have to turn the bottle over and look at the ingredients, because you really can get caught up in what it says on the front of the package and miss out on really what's in the ingredients
1: absolutely it's so important to turn the bottle over and if you can't pronounce anything and you have to google more than two or three things it's just you're better off using something natural organic made in the usa and if you can source it locally if it's something that's made in your town or you know you're you're supporting a small business it's even better and that's that's what I really have tapped into, because when things are made overseas in countries that are really unregulated, like the US says, oh, we regulate a couple things, and it's like, okay, it's like a page of regulations. (laughs) Like, if you look at the tobacco industry, it's like, they're highly regulated, and how how can tobacco be and not beauty? You know, it's like, everything's regulated, just not that, not beauty products, because, you know, it is what it is and I mean I don't I don't know but I'm assuming that men you know ran shit and oh yeah (laughs) and you know the things are changing now and all the companies that I know including Beauty Counter that I ended up becoming a consultant with and working with until this day um is ran by a woman Greg she's out of California which is all of you know for me it's about sustainability and if i can buy something or support a brand that's within my that i can drive to technically like that to me means okay there's less shipping waste there's less you know oil in the ocean because of this like there's less emissions because right. i know i'm getting something basically local to me and i'm supporting a woman in a company and a team that is within my state, you know, and it is, there's so many beauty products and brands out there now that you can find in your backyard because there's so many people trying to make their own products. And, um, I just think it's important to, to look at, um, so many people, you know, don't realize that these big name brands are all made by the same company, Mm. um, just with different names and mass marketed and, and mass-produce over in China and or Japan or Taiwan and we don't know what those factories look like. We don't Why are we, you know not that you know? The world shouldn't be a great place, but like why are we supporting those countries? Like why can't we just flourish as Americans and so um, My work from the sustainable project like I knew the word certified B Corp because of my work at Sustainable Project, so at the time when I was working um, as a beauty director for the Sustainable Project, my job was basically to find like sustainable makeup brands, and the and what what that meant was like green, you know, clean, like basically not made with any toxic chemicals going into the environment, like if it's organic, if it's made, you know, small batch, handmade, like eco certified, like. Things like that, and so when I started looking at all the products I was using as a professional, I was like, none of these are that. Like they're all. When I started looking into it, I was like, oh, like Chanel and YSL and like all these high-end brands that I was using were um, were made overseas, and I had no idea. I had no idea. So it was just really eye-opening. And as I was getting rid of everything, I was like, kind of mad at myself. Like, how did I not know this? Like, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, my whole life changed. Everything that, everything I, that I was doing really just, like, it opened my eyes up to living a sustainable and clean lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize, like, you know, I, I heard about plastic bottles and straws, you know, in the ocean because of how it could hurt turtles, right? But mm-hmm. I was like, is that just, like, like, what is the real, like, thing behind this? And, like, in California, we have, like, no bag. Like, if you go to the store and you don't bring your own bag, it's, like, five or ten cents. And so you learn, to like, you feel good about yourself when you, do right. and you bring your own bag and you kind of like look at the people who didn't bring their own bag and kind of like, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> and you kind of have to think a little bit more sustainably, like this world isn't just made to trash, you know, we should be thinking about our carbon footprint and what that looks like. And it, it really just opened up my eyes and opened up the eyes of my family and friends too. And it was like beautiful to watch, you know. Um, looking for glass packaging, looking to be able to go to a market and pick up products that aren't in three cases of plastic. Like, going and buying the mushrooms just, like, from the local farmer. I don't need to go get them from, you know, that are shipped in from some other state or whatever, you know. I pick oranges from my backyard. I don't need to go buy them in a big, um, like, bag that's, like, you know, packaged up. That is going to get stuck in the ocean, right? Like, these bags are... I swear to God, they're like nets Mm -hmm. that are gonna go into the ocean, and every time I ever have bought one, I feel horrible already, because I'm like, how do I get rid of this? Like, I feel like it's gonna go in the ocean, and it's gonna trap a fish, like, Mm. and those are the things that I started thinking about, and when you start talking about them, you know, great things have a domino effect, I feel like it, it, it makes a difference, and it did, and the stable project really took off, and from there uh, clean beauty, you know, went hand in hand with what I was doing. I was doing beauty. So sustainable and clean, you know, green and clean was kind of like what I was all about talking. I always want to know what the packaging was made of, where it was made, um, how it was made. Is it recyclable? Like looking at all those things. And now with, um, everything that's been going on, um, I had a clean beauty retreat, um, As my podcast grew, I grew grew a a large following and uh, a lot of other women starting their clean beauty journeys. And I think the relatability to just my honesty and telling founders, oh, I don't know what that is. What is that? And asking them and not acting like I knew everything. really got me to a place of like other women, like coming to me, the other artists that wanted to change what they were doing and other people to join my beauty counter team. So that started to flourish. And then I started my own beauty company, Lash Binder, and that started to take off. And so I did the first clean beauty business retreat. So how to implement clean beauty into your business and how I did as a makeup artist, because at first I lost all my clients, I lost money. I started a podcast and that doesn't make money. So how did I, um, go from, zero to like six figures in a year Mm -hmm. and from there i announced clean beauty con which was in forbes as well the first conference dedicated to clean beauty in general and
0: awesome
1: really highlighting indie brands indie founders women and specifically and when that was postponed due to covid Mm -hmm. we took the summit online like a virtual summit so we did 15 consecutive weeks, and we have another one on July 10th. And it's just been a really awesome place for entrepreneurs, beauty professionals to come together during this time that's so uncertain. And so many estheticians, my friends that are makeup artists, salon owners, my hairstylist friends none of them can really work right now. And if they are, they're like suffering. And so Um, The summit has been a way for them to look at other ways they can make money, um, other, like being educated, like you should always be learning. And so it really gives you kind of an out for a few hours that just really, it's like an escape. And bringing together, I believe, bringing together founders that create these brands that have their own story, like mine, whether it was health, or they changed what they were doing because they decided to get pregnant and they want to start a family or whatever the case may be. Uh, it's really inspiring and empowering to hear those stories and I, I saw that from my podcast and so I said, oh, I wonder if I bring those, you know, and I knew the conference was going to be huge. And it was going to do the same thing, but because it was postponed, I said, well, we could do it virtually. So we did, and that ended up in Medium a couple weeks ago, where they did this huge article on how I pivoted so quickly to like a virtual summit, and I've had all these big names in clean beauty, in indie clean beauty. Um, the cleanest, greenest brands on the planet wow. come and speak to all these women. And you know, it's still face to face. It's actually more intimate than going to a big conference because you can talk to the founder one-on-one and you don't really get that kind of interaction at a big conference. Like to get them backstage or to get them walking off a stage is like right. almost awkward. It's intimidating to even think about doing, right? People have all kinds of issues with um, just self-confidence. And so sitting and like going to a live con and having them say, okay, who has questions and then raising their hand and asking and just and saying, Hey, I love your products. And just like sharing their, uh, their stories is absolutely incredible. And having women tune in from all over the world and some of them from hospital beds that couldn't make it because they're wow. going through chemo or whatever the case may be. And now due to people not being able to travel, I don't think that even if COVID, Went away and a vaccine came out. I think it would still be really hard for people to travel across the country. Like I think this has really scarred a lot of people for life. And I think if we do do a conference, we might attract some locals. But I don't think that our New York brands that were coming before are going to be coming over here like they would. And like our fans in New York or New Jersey or Florida are going to be coming the way that that you know we had a, a wait list um, of a few thousand people. And I think now we. Uh, It'll be a little bit different of an experience, and so uh, the world, I think, won't be the same for a while. And so, in the interim, in the meantime, we're we're doing this, and from that, we were offering products, and the products from each brand every week when we have new speakers went out to everybody, and
0: nice. The
1: the response was incredible. Everyone loved. They loved getting these products that they couldn't buy at the store. Most of them, the factories are shut down. Like you can't even order it. We had Haley Bieber's um, lipstick with bare minerals. You could not order it on the website, but I had it. So everybody got it through the con, uh, the virtual summit. And so when I saw the response of being sold out of products every single week of the VIP bags that we were sending out with like $200 in product, I said, there's something here. Uh-huh. And there's never been a clean beauty kit subscription. And the kit is a professional makeup artist arsenal of products, like hair products, makeup products, emergency products, instant coffee, like whatever we need in our bag when we're at a wedding or a photo shoot. Right. Yeah. And so thinking about, okay, what makeup brushes, what's the best makeup brush holder? What's the best mirror? What's the best Um, You know sustainable water bottle that we can take and it'll stay cold for eight hours Like what are all the things that that I use on set when I travel across the globe and I use as like my go-to
0: Can you give me your top five?
1: Top five? Yeah, um so lashes transform a face and lash binder is my product that I invented to make eyelash application the easiest fastest and safest it applies lashes in seconds and you can use one hand and it's hands-free drying mm. so you can turn it on its back upside down and it kind of sits there with the lash while the glue dries and if you are I've ever done lashes before and they've fallen off you put them on too soon you didn't let the glue dry enough you need mm-hmm. to wait 30 to 40 50 seconds and so being uh, a makeup artist I saw the struggle and everyone would always say I don't understand how to put lashes on. It's really difficult. How do you do it? And I would do a little like mini, I would teach them, but tweezers are really dangerous. Sharp metal objects near your eyes are something you don't want to give to your five-year-old that's doing beauty pageants. You Um, know, lashes are required in a lot of spaces. And celebrities that I was working with even were having trouble and needed me or another artist to put them on for them, you know, before every single event. So I created a tool to make it easier. So that's number one. Um, number two, um, I would say uh, lip gloss or lipstick. I love the Beauty Counter. I think I have it over here. I always, I re- I'm wearing it right now. This is um, Dahlia. This is my fa- one of my favorite um, glosses. I also usually reach for some sort of spray, like refresh, reset. Whether you're at a wedding, you get hot at some point.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Photos, you might start crying. Like having that, or having like in the middle of the day, maybe you're even at the beach, having some sort of refresh spray is super awesome. And I'm able to touch the makeup up a little bit better when I'm when I'm on set. So I right now have my Ancient Harmony Healing one. I if I get too hot, you know, doing interviews all day, I'll just spray it on. Um, Another thing would be a dual action like lipstick, I have my Exology right here, but this, I think a lipstick can you can use on your eyes, your cheeks, and your lips, and I think it's just something you can you can play with. I also love a good bronzer, I am in love with the beauty counter ones, they're really good, but um, another uh, brand, Erie Perez, they're pretty good, um, there's so many amazing clean beauty brands now that are affordable that it's fun to just experiment and play with, but We feature all kinds of things within the kit. So I launched Clean Beauty Kit, the pre-launch was like two days ago. So, and we already have a wait list for um, our July launch. So it's actually $250 in beauty products that you get sent to your door in a cute box. And it's $49.99. You basically pay for operations and shipping and handling. And it's the first celebrity makeup artist approved subscription that is specifically designed for beauty pros, but if you're interested in what the best clean beauty is, I've tested over a thousand products now and Every oil serum, I mean everything in, that I've ever seen in clean beauty, and and I'm finding new products all the time because there's so many new indie brands that are coming out that like just launch an Etsy store or whatever. So I get new products in almost every day. And if you watch my Instagram story, you'll see all these new products that you've never heard of because I've never even heard of them. And a lot of Black woman-owned businesses recently because we did a post about um, asking that. If you have a referral for a Black woman-owned business that you know to send them our way, if they're made in the United States and they're more than 51% uh, owned by by the woman, um, you know some have investors and that's totally fine. But uh, to own a company, you need to own more than you need to own 51% or more, and so that's what we look for. And obviously, synthetic uh, fragrance, synthetic fragrance-free, cruelty-free um, is our top standard and that is just there's no um there's no way around those two right. and then um along with that there is a clean beauty code that we try to adhere to nobody's perfect and if we said you need 100 percent recyclable everything and you need to be the cleanest of the clean there would only be A couple brands in the world that are at that level because everyone starts somewhere and if you remember my tagline is until all beauty is clean so in the meantime some you know you might not have a glass bottle yet you might not have eco certified um, you know eco cert paper you might not have soy ink you know on your bottles you might not even know about that yet but you are trying and you're working towards it, and I think until we get to that point where the regulations are clear, there's no more toxic chemicals in our products, we'll keep we'll keep highlighting the brands that are you know on their way and that are working towards this cleaner, greener lifestyle. And I, it's just been the most fun that I've ever had in my entire life. I love doing what I do. It's amazing to meet so many amazing women and have them on my podcast have them at the conference highlight them within the kit and just let everybody see who's behind these brands because when you have a personal connection with somebody it like changes everything when you go to buy that product and again these products aren't something that you can walk into Walmart and find they're not in stores they don't have that kind of budget they're starting in small batches they're making it from their house sometimes you know they're they're trying to make it and I love entrepreneurs and so I love supporting those, those women that are doing that and really just being trailblazers in the space and creating products that have, you know, with formulas and ingredients that have never been done before and it's just really cool to see that there's still so much innovation in the space and so I'm so glad we connected because it's really exciting to have you interested and have your audience Um, ask questions and get in touch with me. If anyone has any questions, of course they can um, get in touch with me anytime. And uh, I I can always be found on my website at CassandraMcClure.com. The Clean Beauty Con has its own website, cleanbeautycon.com. And our retreats will start back up when COVID um, is not, you know, present anymore. And Um, if you're interested in the kit and checking it out, definitely it's the coolest branding that I've ever done in my whole life. And I've worked with such an amazing team to create this really cool black and white and glitter themed, um, (laughs) it's really cool. So check it out. It's cleanbeautykit.com and you can go check that out and we do giveaways. We do, um, collaborations we feature artwork by artists all over the world we do uh, we try to empower women any way we can so if you know someone recommend them to come check out our stuff
0: oh yeah absolutely i have a couple of black-owned businesses that are uh, growing and looking to partner with other uh, beauty professionals so i will definitely after this uh, connect with you on that level um, I wanted to uh, play a little game called Would You Rather? And uh, this question I'm going to ask is Would you rather go without lipstick or eyeliner?
1: Mm. Eyeliner is great, but I would say lipstick. Okay. Or I would go without eyeliner.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather wear a neon orange? or neon green dress, if that was the only dress left in your closet. I see. <laughs> I have a neon green
1: right now, but the orange looks definitely better on me. I have an orange, I have a neon orange outfit in my closet that I wore for the last stop shoot I did last weekend in Tahoe, which is really funny.
0: Oh nice, cool. So I worked right with it. <laughs> so this next one is, would you rather take an ice bath or a hot shower? hot shower for sure okay all right this last one is would you rather go on vacation with kim kardashian or heidi klum
1: heidi klum for sure i've i've spent time with kim k and i don't know how much of a vacation it would be (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) well that was the end of the game just four questions um i love heidi too so i I would definitely think you would have a good time plus she's just so you know she's a vet in the game so there's a lot to learn from her not to take away from Kim or anything at all it's just like um, you know when something has a solid foundation I feel like Heidi has that and she has so much that you I feel like you can learn from her in one conversation
1: I'm sure. Yeah. 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 New goals you're giving me right
0: now. <laughs> okay. New thing to go up on my vision board. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you joining us today. Your information was so insightful. I really learned a lot. Um, I hope that all the listeners today learned a lot from you and that they really check out your subscription box for Clean Beauty and also check out your podcast. I am definitely an advocate to supporting other podcasters as well. So I hope that you uh, enjoyed this time with me.
1: Yeah. I mean, how have you been doing? Like, how are you, how's everything been for you? Like, during all this, I totally <laughs> forgot about my podcast. You can go check that out at cleanbeautypodcast.com. So yeah, no, that is really how I got to meet all these amazing women and get them kind of on my side on my team. I don't think I'd be where I'm at without doing all those interviews and spending all that time and making those connections and spending time with them and doing it this way through video is just even more powerful because I was, I got to a place where I was like wanting to go meet them and interview them in person. And you can't do that with everybody if they're not in like California or in the Bay Area. So when COVID hit, I was like, I'm going to take advantage of meeting people on video. And everyone was always ready. Like before it was hard to get people on Zoom. They were like, I don't know how to do this. I don't have a mic. I don't have blah, 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 blah. And now it's like... Uh, I just upgraded my setup, like, you know, and a lot of people have, like, their mic, they have their little headphones on, they're, like, ready to go, and I'm like, you've been doing a lot of Zoom calls, and it's kind of, like, really nice for us podcasters right now to get that in, because we can take advantage of that, and have them on video, and just have that, like, forever connection. Let me know, if you didn't get a lash binder and you want one, um, I'll give you a code, and I'll type it in here, and you can go... Uh, get one on the website and get some lashes too, um, oh. so that uh, you have one and you can check it out if you didn't already.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, I-
1: use one of these two codes. I just texted it to you. Okay. So try that, and um, it should just take care of, of the the tool and everything. Um, I definitely want you to um, be able to glam out if you want, and um, I'm really, really like so like thankful that you. Um, connected with me and had me on your show and I'm, I'm so like i love your show and i'm like so excited to just connect with have our audiences connected and thank, thank you. you again
0: i can truly say that i've been blessed i really am counting my blessings because there are so many things that have happened around me that i haven't been affected by personally um I mean, I did have a friend that actually lost her mom to COVID, which was really tough because I brought in the new year with my friend and her mother. And it was just unfortunate that just a couple months into the year, she lost her mother to this. And it was, it was, it made me really realize how, um, precious life is and that you know the whole situation had me staying away from my family for a long time because I'm from Philadelphia so um I was not seeing my family or visiting and I said you know what I cannot live in fear but I can be precautious and that's one thing I and everybody knows me they're like you're extra okay you're just too much (laughs) when it comes to being precautious but when it comes to our life being in jeopardy yes being precautious and extra i'll take it
1: (laughs) yeah oh my gosh yeah well i'm sorry about your friend's mom i've lost many um people that i know to COVID, and i Mm. it's just crazy that some people still don't even take it seriously they think it's a joke or something or it's fake or it's not that bad if you don't die from it like you will have lifelong complications like with breathing and like your lungs collapse. Like people are like, eh, you know, it's like, well, you don't always jump off a building because you know, you could break your legs because as soon as people are like, oh, but you're discharged from the hospital, like you're fine. Well, you're actually, you're a paraplegic for the rest of your life. Like that's why you don't jump off buildings. And so it's just kind of, for me, I just don't get it. And it's, it's so sad and it's so, um, Crazy and I know it's summertime and I know we're not used to being told like what to do and wear a mask but it does save lives and it they wouldn't tell us this like every country in the world's doing it It's not like America is trying to like control us. It's not. I don't know people are just They think that there's, like, conspiracies or something. It's like, there's no such... No, that's not what is going on. It's literally people are dying every single day and people are getting COVID. And, like, we need to be careful and protect the elderly and protect ourselves from getting this thing. Right. And it's just... It's insane. It's just... You've got to be careful and social distance. And, you know, you can see your close friends or whatever if you know they're social distance, too. But, like... I don't have any grandparents, like I would be really scared, you know, I mean, Nathan's mom is in um, Boston and like, she's all alone and it kind of sucks to think about all the people that have to be isolated alone, you know, like not having someone else. So there's so many different aspects to this and like, yeah, business, it sucks that business is not happening right now, but the government's put in, you know, place programs that have never been done before to pay people and, you know, they want everyone to be safe. They're giving us money to make sure that we're not going to starve on the street. So. I think that is important to kind of know and to take advantage of, um, but yeah, it's it's been tough. I mean, even for me, like I work from home and it's been tough. Yeah. Um, but and like I feel like my summer is just like gone. But I'd rather stay inside and be safe than have breathing problems for the rest of my life. You know, right. even if I survive. And being alone in the hospital for two weeks with a bunch of dying sick people is does not sound like how I want to spend my summer.
0: Right. Like <laughs> if
1: you go to the hospital, you don't just like leave the next day. Like you get I, I had a severe fever at the beginning of COVID. I had severe issues and anyways, I could go on and on, but it's it's just nuts. It's stuff I see on online that people are like doing and thinking like just like going out and partying and I'm just like, oh my god, I cannot <laughs> do
0: that. Right. right. Now. But, I mean I feel yeah. like it's forced me to be more creative at this time, I've learned so many different things. I've had so much fun at home doing different things. And I've been connecting with my audience and my followers, uh, really well. It's, it's been really good for me. And I feel like, you know, if I can bring awareness continuously about, you know, taking care of yourself with or without COVID or, you know, self-care, cause that's, That is very important to make sure that we are really taking care of ourselves during this time because we can fall into a depression or, you know, loneliness. Like all kinds of things can cause us to not care for ourselves properly while we're isolating. So it's important for us to do that. Yeah. Well, I am so grateful that you joined. Oh, well,
1: thank you so much for yes. this and we'll talk soon.
0: Yes. Thank you, Cassandra. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining. Take care. I'm your girl. Reem being the queen. Bye. Yay, You made it to the end. I appreciate all of you for listening. And if you enjoyed it so far, please make sure that you leave a review and subscribe, also share. I appreciate all of you. And if you're interested in being on the podcast, please email me to the root.you at gmail.com.